Thank you guys for tuning in to another wonderful episode of Jams with Jay. This is going to be episode number seven. I'm very excited. Uh, we have another member of the early band, but this time it's the drummer, Frank Gleason. Uh, songwriter, timekeeper, you know, the most important part of the band. So we're going to get him on the line. And uh, why don't you give us a little backstory uh, on how you grew up and, and how, how music kind of fell into your life? Uh, sure. So um, I grew up actually in uh, Pennsylvania and uh, kind of moved out here to uh, the Chicago kind of area, uh, northwest Indiana area, uh, around when I was like uh, 10 or 11. Uh, but yeah, my music actually started back in the... Uh, uh, back when I lived in Pennsylvania, uh, lot, listening a lot, to, listening a lot of music, and uh, you know, back when MTV was a thing, watching a lot of music videos and stuff like that on Saturday mornings, but, right? But yeah, <laughs> I yeah. remember MTV. So <laughs> yeah. I miss MTV, man. Yeah, I know. That's that's actually probably the reason why I got into drums, you know. But really, uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, that's that's basically it. Just you know. Um, yeah, I just grew up listening to a lot of my a lot of music, uh, a lot of my dad's like favorite kind of music, um, and my sister's music. So, yeah, it's just kind of always been there, you know, music. Right now, growing up in uh, in my family, my dad always had the vinyl records on. I'm sure your mm. dad did as well. Yeah. Well, actually, so in you know, I I started collecting you know vinyl like maybe back when I was like in middle school, and my dad. You know, I asked him, I was like, hey, do you have any like your records from back in the 60s and 70s? And he actually sold all of his in the 90s. So <laughs> like the, tre- the treasure trove is gone. So like he probably had like all the Zeppelin records, all the, you oh, know, yeah. um, every, you know, everything that, you know, he listened to. He passed on to me. He had all those records and he just I don't even know if he sold them. He might have just given them away. I don't know. But so, Man. yeah, <laughs> my, my dad would freak out. He's going to freak out when he hears that. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. And he's, I was like, you know, cause like I got super into it and he's like, man, I should have held on to those, you know? And also he probably could have sold them so much more now, you know, that everyone's used listening to them again, you know, but. And so like, what, what were some of the tracks that you would just constantly listen to? Like what, what really caught your ear as far as like uh, inspiration, like for the drums at least? Well, yeah, well, I think what really made me want to do like to, to, to play drums was actually not like a classic rock band, but you probably know them. Uh, I don't know if a lot of people know now that are younger, but uh, there was a band called Jet. Um, their <laughs> song, their song was Are You Gonna Be My Girl and all that kind of stuff. And I remember I remember seeing that music video back in the day and I remember seeing the drummer in that black and white music video. And I was just like, man, I want to do that. You know? <laughs> but um, so, yeah, that. And then I started listening to Zeppelin and, you know, um, I think what tracks, you know, when I was starting, because you can't really play like a lot of Zeppelin songs when you're starting. But um, I think like when the levee breaks, um, Misty Mountain Hop, uh, Rain Song, all those kind of Zeppelin songs. But yeah, and a bunch. You know. So. Like, were you always uh, partaking and playing in the drums, or did you start on something else? Um, I've always played drums. Like, I've never, yeah, I I started when I was, like, 10, probably. Um, 
Yeah, and there was no other instrument, really. I kind of picked up piano, like, a couple years ago, but... Yeah, it's always been the drums from the start. So did you go out and save some money uh, and work to get your drum set or did your, was it a gift or how, how did that come about? Um, it was, it was, yeah, it was more of a gift. So like whenever we were in Pennsylvania, uh, my, my parents got me a snare drum and I took like um, some lessons with that. But then uh, when we moved out here to the Chicago area, um, you know, they, they actually got me a, a drum set for my birthday. So they were like super supportive of it. So it was really cool. But remember that moment when you first got your drum set? Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty cool. I didn't know, I didn't really know how to set everything up. You know, I was kind of, <laughs> kind of, I was kind of clueless. You know, that was kind of before, you know, you could look everything up on the internet, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's crazy because you're talking like this is like maybe like what, I don't know, 10 years ago or something like that or 12, 12 years ago. But, um, but yeah, so like I had a friend that lived down the street that had a drum set, so he had to come over and show me how to set it up, basically. <laughs> but what do you mean uh, I have to tune the drums. Yeah, yeah, or like how do where how do you put this tom on here? How do you <laughs> the thing that that made me like so confused is the hi hat stand. I remember just being so perplexed by it. Which you know, way does it go? <laughs> yeah, like how does this work? <laughs> you know, but um, but yeah, you know, it took a little while to figure out everything, and yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. And, you know, a little backstory about me. You don't know any of this, probably. But uh, my dad um, is a a rock drummer, and he's played for, like, 35 years. Um, Oh, cool. So when I was very young, he was playing in a a polka band because – that's just because that that's what he liked at the time. It was like, yeah, polka, my grandpa was like a famous uh, folk musician. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Yeah. And he played the drums for, I don't know if you ever heard of them, the easy tones or the dinatones. Uh, I'm afraid I have not, but I imagine I'm going to have to look it up on like YouTube or if, wherever they are. <laughs> they, they had a couple records, man. And uh, yeah, my dad just taught me a couple songs on the drums. And, you know, I, I'm a third generation musician. I, I picked it up super quick mm-hmm. and to me i really couldn't feel it as well as i feel the guitar okay gotcha um so drums weren't right for me but some people just get it and, and once you get it you got it yeah yeah totally and like i don't know it took me it took me a little bit to get used to it i think i think the biggest thing was uh you know uh finding a lot of songs that you like to play with you know and then you kind of um you know, you kind of groove with that and find your own groove and, you know, and, but yeah, not, you know, a lot of people, they, I feel like a lot of people do start like playing drums and then they play guitar and they stick with the guitar, you know, and, or, or the other way they start with guitar and then they try drums and. I was know. about, I don't know, maybe 19 years old or so. And, um, my dad just randomly bought me, uh, like one of those wannabe Fender Stratocasters. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, and he's like, I don't want you to play the drums. I want you to play the guitar. And I'm like, wow, really? <laughs> and uh, I really didn't think in anything of it. Yeah. Um, but then eventually I picked up the guitar again and I just fell in love with it. Oh, yeah, totally. Well, you know, because I think I had the same thing with the drums, actually. So because like when I think about it, like when I was I probably got that drum set when I, I can't remember. It was like I was either like 11 or 12 or something like that. And uh you know, there was, I played and then, you know, there was like maybe a year where I didn't play at all. Like I just, it just sat in the corner and <laughs> yeah, no, for real. And then I was like, you know, 
doing other things, you know, and then I don't know what just one day I just started doing. And then I think it's because I didn't really listen. I think it was because when I was listening to the Beatles, I think I started listening to them. I was getting really into it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then I was like, okay, let's play the drums now. And, you know, so, yeah, I think uh, because before then I never really listened to the Beatles, you know, Mm -hmm. but but then uh, my friend Paul introduced me um, by watching one of their movies called Help. Um, and, uh, then I started listening to all the records and I was just like, yeah, I got to play drums again. And so the song hates since. you, it has my heart. Oh yeah. <laughs> I know that's a good one. You know, that's, that's, that's one that I don't listen to often, you know? Um, but when I actually sit and listen to it, it's just like, wow, it, it deserves to be like one of the greats of all times, you know, goosebumps every yep. single time. <laughs> yeah, totally. And, um, so can can you uh, remember what the first thing you ever learned how to play on the drums was? You know, honestly, I can't remember. Uh, <laughs> I know it, it, it was probably like ACDC or something like that, you know, like um, some easy stuff. Uh, I don't know, maybe like GNR, like Paradise City. That's an easy drum song. I was probably playing that or some Aerosmith or something. Um, just some like classic rock songs where they have really good drummers and they play the play the play the beat and you know play the song so those are kind of easy ones to start with so i think that's probably one of those maybe like back in black and uh uh, paradise city and songs like that now what's really cool is that i learned from colin yesterday that he's pretty much into like uh started like how you did but with like acdc Mm -hmm. and uh what was it what was the other one that you just said uh, Aerosmith. Uh, Aerosmith. Yeah, Aerosmith. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are both pretty big fans of of that style of music. So that's that's awesome. Yeah, you know, and the what's funny with Aerosmith is like I I used to listen to them a lot in like middle school or like or like early high school, but and like I haven't really listened since, you know? Mm-hmm. But every time I hear them come on the radio, I'm just like, "Man, that is such a good band." Oh, or yeah. you, you know what I mean? Like they have so many good songs and like, it's not, they don't sound cheesy or anything like that, you know? Well, maybe a couple of their songs, but you know, that happens. But Man, uh, I, I remember the, the first time I heard Aerosmith and I was like, man, that dude's vocals though. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Dude, he's crazy. Steven Tyler. Oh man. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful musician. Oh Yeah. I know, and like Joey Kramer on on the on the drums, he's 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 great, um, really solid, you know, uh, playing for the song kind of drummer, you know. So, so how did you feel when you found out about uh, the the one armed drummer from Def Leppard? How did how did you feel about that? <laughs> I you know I haven't listened to much Def Leppard, you know, I I don't really know many of their songs. But that's just insane because I, I saw a video of how he does it with all those pedals and everything. Yeah. I'm just like, man, that is dedication. And, like, you know, it's like, man, he he can play better than me and he's missing an arm, you know? <laughs> so uh, there's, there, there's actually uh, a movie that was made about Def Leppard. Um, it is really cool. I, I think you should try and look it up if, if I can remember. Uh, I'll try to get it back to you as soon as possible, but there's a yeah. movie on it and it's incredible. Really? Oh yeah. My dad showed me back yeah. in the day. Oh, that's it's cool. Yeah, movie. no. Oh, it's like an old, yeah. Cool. I know. I, I'd, I'd want to watch. So it's about him then about how he like 
uh, kind of it's about the entire over- band and how they oh, about the entire form band. uh together and it takes it all the way through him getting in the car crash and I mean, it takes it all the way wow so that's how he lost the arm was a car crash yeah in a corvette i think it was wow yeah man that's scary you know <laughs> and uh i guess they all rolled up to the hospital after and um they found out that he had no arm and they, oh, they were freaking no. out they were like what are we gonna do yeah and uh you know they just thought it was the end of the world but they come into the to the room and he is uh like using his feet like uh for like melodies and he's like guys i gotta figure it out <laughs> man and they didn't believe him yeah um but yeah yeah rick Allen, he did he did uh figure out how to incorporate like the you see him on like the midi keyboard and stuff you know the Mm -hmm. drum pads it's the same thing for his feet yeah man it's it's you know there's always a way i guess you know if something happens it's just like i guess you just gotta adapt you know and that's like living proof you know and and that was like one of my favorite bands probably growing up was def leppard yeah you know and i'm gonna i'm gonna sound pretty uh i don't know lack of a better term basic but that pours some sugar on me that's snare that's snare tone like you know i'm i'm more into like the 70s and 60s you know and stuff like that music but like this snare tone on pour some sugar on me is like incredible incredible (laughs) yeah oh yeah yeah Yeah. it's uh it's crazy when you get into the world of that because now music is so indie Mm -hmm. and everybody's kind of trying to find their style and you know, it's just crazy how, how different our music world is now. Oh, yeah, totally. You know, and, like, a lot of people, you hear a lot of people, like, saying, like, why isn't music as good as it used to be? Or, like, why is, <laughs> you know, it's like, why, you know, there's, it's everything sounds the same. It's just, like, you know, that's what's, you know, if that's on the perspective of you're just, like, listening to what's on the radio now, you know? But, like, that's what's awesome about that, the independent, like, market or indie market. It's just, like, you can you can find those bands you love and there's so many of them. There's so much access, you know, but. And um, so I, I just want to kind of circle back around to um, when, when did you meet uh, Trevor? Oh, Trevor. Uh, well, that was, we met Trevor whenever we were, um, we, uh, we lost one of our members, Josh, um, you know, uh, one of the original early members. Um and uh so we were freaking out a little bit because we we're like oh no we're we're like because we already at that point we already recorded three songs for for our album <laughs> and we were like oh no what are we gonna do because we we're supposed to go back and record like the rest of them and so uh you know we were looking pretty quickly and like as an afterthought we were like well let's put an ad up on craigslist oh my God. <laughs> you know it, it never it never hurts i guess and we're like wow we're probably gonna get some interesting responses but <laughs> And while, you know, so we're like, okay, we'll just do that. And then we're like actively looking like, you know, at, you know, the music people around the area, you know, and reaching out to people. And then we get, well, I get a lot of messages from some random people. And, uh, you know, some of them, it just doesn't really, you know, right off the bat didn't really jive that well. But, um, and then we got a message from Trevor and he just was like, hey, this is what I do. You know, I like doing this and I think that'd be great because of this. 
And we're like, oh, this guy's actually, you know, it's like he like as if he submitted a resume basically through Craigslist. Right. And uh, so we're like, all right, let's give him a try. And so he came over and we were kind of like, all right, random person off of Craigslist is coming over to our practice space where all our gear is, <laughs> you know, and like, let's see how this goes. And then, you know, he ended up being amazing and has been with the band ever since. So, you know, so yeah, we met through, met through Craigslist. <laughs> And but, uh, I'm trying to remember, uh, Colin had said that you guys had met uh, the other two players of your band at, at some kind of uh, studio, at some kind of... Oh, yeah. So we were, uh, I was, because um, I was in I was in a different band before the early, and, um, you know, uh, I was uh, hanging out with the lead singer of that band. So it was his, it's uh, Josh Fabergeis. And uh, we were hanging out and we were invited to go sing group vocals to uh, one of our friends, Chris Kang's uh, record um, at uh, Upstate in South Bend. Um, It's like right above, or it used to be right above uh, um, the State Theater in South Bend. Okay. Um, And so, yeah, we went there late one night and, you know, there's a bunch of people and we're all just hanging out and, uh josh and i met colin there and uh yeah we like went to LaSalle tavern afterwards and drinking beers and eating food and stuff and we just kind of that's where we you know started just really talking and realized that musically already you know without even playing with each other we gelled pretty pretty well like you just had some kind of a a, a feeling yeah yeah you know it's just like because at that time i was still in that band my old band um and so i wasn't really thinking about it you know like you know uh you know starting a different group or anything like that um but at that point i was like wow this guy you know he really gets me musically hanging out there and it's pretty chill and so i was literally like colin we got to add each other on facebook and stay in contact so that's what we did and then like a couple weeks later i we needed someone to fill in for a gig so we put together a uh, like a mixed group of people and then, yeah, ever since then, we've been playing together. So, what what was it like the first time you guys all got together? Because I heard, I heard that you guys had a couple covers and that you had a couple uh, songs that had been written. Oh, yeah. So, well, actually, because the first time we played together uh, um, was, for like a, was for a cover gig. Um, it was like a, a, like a derby, a Kentucky derby party, basically. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so it, that was all covers and it was like with a bunch of people I knew. Um, and so that was really cool. Um, but yeah, whenever we finally formed as a group, Josh, Ivan, uh, you know, and this is before Trevor, Josh, Ivan, uh, Colin and I, when we were really practicing, you know, we were, um, for the first time we were playing a couple different covers and it was grooving. And then I think I'm pretty sure Colin was like, well, I have an original if you want to try it. And we're, you know, like really gelled well together, you know, like really not overstepping each other's boundaries, you know, really playing as a group, you know, which is, I guess the most important thing to do, you know? So I don't know if it's the same for you. Um, but you know, I, I'm in a band as well. The the in between era. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know if you saw that or not. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. You guys are recording a record, aren't you? Yeah, we are. Yeah. Very cool. Very, very, uh, we got some singles that we're about to release. So, Oh, that's awesome. It's yeah, really we're... awesome. 
Yeah, that's really cool. I can't wait to hear them. It's it's really uh, like 60s, 70s psychedelic rock inspired garage. Oh, rock. that's yeah, it's, that's awesome. Yeah, no, we need some more of that. You know, <laughs> it's just raw. You know. Yeah, no, that's yeah, that's great. You know, because um, especially now where like you know music, well, not all music, but a lot of music is just when you record it, it's you know every you know everything is synced up and you know samples on everything and you know. So you don't, it's pretty, it's kind of, no, not rare, but it's kind of, you know, um, different to hear something raw and that's, that's pretty cool, you know? And, uh, we, we're going for like a lo-fi kind of sound. I don't know. If yeah. You like that, but. Oh, I love that. Yeah. No, that's great. Now we just recorded on garage band, nothing special, just four, four guys and, uh, in our drummer's house, uh, we just decided that we were going to record an album. Dude, that's that's so DIY, like <laughs> independent. That's that's awesome, you know. <laughs> and so this is like the first record, or I mean, this is pretty much my first band I've I've ever been in. Yeah. So. Oh man, it was yeah crazy. You know? Well, are you guys are you guys doing like a full length LP? Or are you doing an EP or or like um, how many songs? So we're going to release. Um, now, don't quote me on this, but I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sure five or six singles. Oh wow! Um, and then yeah, that's awesome. We're gonna release about twelve to fourteen songs for the entire album. Dude, that's awesome! Like, that's you know, like that's a that's cool. A lot of like you know, a lot of people are sticking to like nine or ten track albums, one single or two singles. That's <laughs> that's really cool. Like to you know, that's like the old standard of like fourteen songs, you know, and releasing a bunch of singles so that's that's pretty cool i mean uh as far as my group goes um we're all different we all have different musical backgrounds um so my bass player is more of a um like a thrash metal like, mm-hmm. like 70s 80s thrash metal kind of um that's what he pretty much listens to and grew up on uh-huh. uh me classic rock Okay. And pop punk. Yeah. yeah. Um, my league is hard. Is into like super psychedelic stuff. Um, and our drummer is a, is a huge fan of Blink One Eighty Two. So. Okay, gotcha. So like, yeah, like the, <laughs> the yeah the the Travis Barker stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, it's all yeah. really really crazy, man. <laughs> That's cool. But uh, I I hear you guys are working on some stuff. How's that going along? Yeah, you know, because uh, yeah, we're we're uh, we're currently trying to figure out where we kind of want to go after our first record we just put out. Um, you know, because uh, you know it's pretty cool now because you can see like you can like basically look at all your your data on your songs and see which ones are performing better than others. Like you know, with you know streaming and downloads and stuff like that, so you can kind of see like what people are really listening to. So I think we're kind of like looking at that and, you know, seeing what people, people like that we put out and what, you know, what maybe try and figure out what certain songs didn't do so well. Now, but, I have seen you guys live. Uh, yes. I was invited by Josh Andrews uh, to the Moose Lodge in Valparaiso. I think it was last year. Yeah, the um, Moose Lodge. Yeah, yeah that, was, was that, was, that was groovy. And yeah. uh, the first time I saw you guys, I was like, because you guys came on, like, right after Spineless, Heartless. They did, like, an acoustic show. 
Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, um, there was uh, it was just two of them up there, I think. Yeah, and then you guys yeah. came on, and I was like, "What style of music is this?" <laughs> yeah, I was like, I remember telling my girlfriend, I was like, "Dude, that drummer's rocking, man." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, no, yeah, no. It's it's funny. We we even sometimes are like, "Well, what style? What style is this?" You know, and it was funny. We were on a like on a radio show type thing, and this uh the girl that that ran it she she said we were like a neo folk like country thing so i <laughs> I, I i've i know i've never heard of that before and she's like i created that and i was like all right <laughs> yeah yeah that's that sounds that's i can i can agree with that but you know i don't i don't even know if that's it you know but i mean i just i remember uh Trevor just hitting a sick solo, dude, and it just—I mean, it just all—and then Colin had some solos in it. The bass player, oh yeah, was was rocking. I mean, you guys were were kick ass, man. And I was just like, "Who is this?" Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I found out, and I, I actually took a video of you guys. I think it's on my Instagram. I'm not absolutely positive, but I'm pretty sure I took a video because I was like, "This is sick." Yeah, I you know I might have remember seeing that or something. I I can't remember though because when was that? That was like, was that back like in last spring or something last like that? Spring, or was, yeah, last spring. Yeah, almost a year. Wow. I think I yeah. tried to tag you guys in it. You had no idea who I was. Like. Oh <laughs> no, man, that's that's awesome though. Yeah, and I hope that yeah. uh, uh, is, is your. Uh, so you said you released an album is is your music available on like all social media platforms or yeah so it's it's available you know because uh our our tag on social media is the early band e, the you know e-r-l-y um and then um you can find us like if you type in the early into spotify or itunes um we'll come up that's probably like what most people use is probably spotify you know you just type in the early and we'll come up um but yeah, you know, it's, it's, um, you can really get it anywhere. We, we, uh, um, any kind of streaming you use or whatever you purchase it from. All thanks to DistroKid. Yeah. DistroKid's <laughs> great, man. I love DistroKid. That's, it's awesome. <laughs> DistroKid is, uh, when I first found DistroKid, I was like, yeah, man. Yeah. No, I, my friend Paul told me about DistroKid and I was looking into it. And I was like, man. There's got to be a catch to this. Some somewhere down the line, there's got to be some catch. That's what I thought. To, yeah, you know. But then, no, it's you know, it's it's great, you know. And you get to, you know, it goes everywhere. And you know, you do need to put it out like you know in advance, like upload everything like a like a month in advance, just to make sure it's all up by your release date. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like I think iTunes, it's up within a day, and Spotify, like within like one or three days or something like that. And if it's approved. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, they approve your cover art. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. But yeah, and you know, it's great because you can you can literally see what cities all of your music's being played at and streamed at, and like, um, you know, it's a really great tool for independent bands. You know. So. Yeah. So if my fans are listening to this, DistroKid is uh, a place where that distributes your music to uh, like all social media platforms. So go ahead and check that out. I highly recommend it. I think it's like $20 a year for the basic one musician, uh, one band. Um, and then you can upgrade. So keep that in mind. And so the album that you guys released, uh, mm-hmm. is called shadows. So what, yeah. what went into that? How, how did, how did you guys come about writing the songs in this album? Um, so, you know, majority, I think, were written by Colin. 
um, and he kind of brought to us. Um, there were like two of them, I think, two of them that we wrote together. Uh, Shadows was one of them we all wrote together, really. Um, and uh, so was the song, the track, Nothing On Me. We all wrote that together. Um, but and I know Trevor wrote his song, Tread Around, which he sings on that one. Um, and then the, the one song I wrote for the record was Sandbox. Um, but yeah, we just kind of, uh, we all kind of, except for those two songs we all wrote together, we all just brought it to the group and then we, you know, played it and then kind of just, you know, figured out all of our parts. And I love when it just all falls together, man. I mean, oh yeah, there's no better feeling. Yeah. You know, it's cause it's like, you kind of play, you kind of play composer and you're like, okay, here's the song I compose. And then. And then you take it to the band and it's like, all right, let's make the arrangement. You know, let's, let's, it starts off what? Okay. So you you start off with the guitar riff, right? Yep. Yep. And then you try to figure out the baseline. I mean, I don't know if it's the same for you, but you try to figure out the baseline and Mm -hmm. then the lead guitar player tries to do whatever he can do. And then here comes the drums, right? Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. And like, I don't know, something, something about, you know, Ivan and I have a like lock into each other super easily. Oh, Ivan, good. The, the, the bass, the bass player. So like, you know, he'll start doing something. I'll immediately like just, you know, groove in with that, with that baseline. And so, you know, I think, well, you know, that's, a, that's an important thing, I guess, to have with the band, you know, the bass and the drums together, but I think well, that, as every, everything is, you know, <laughs> one, one thing that I remember is that you had your symbols, if I can remember correctly, I think you had your sim symbols like pretty low. Mm-hmm. Is that is that something that you do? Um, you know, it's kind of changed recently. I've kind of brought them a little higher now. Um, I used to play them so low, like where the ride was almost touching the floor, Tom. <laughs> you know, and it's just like that was, but you know, and I I sort of you know when I upgraded my symbols and started getting some pretty nice uh, peisty rides and everything, you know, I just kind of raise them up and now they're a little more slanted you know and um yeah you know they used to be low but now they're starting to get a little higher you know but (laughs) and that just comes with age yeah yeah no totally you know (laughs) (laughs) i remember the first time i see my dad set up his drum kit and the symbols Uh were like you had to stretch your arm fully out to hit the, the the crash symbol and i'm like yeah. Dad, why is it so high? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's I, just how he plays. Yeah. You know, I feel like that was a, a big thing that, because was he drumming in like the 80s? I absolutely, yes. Okay. Yeah. That's, I think that's like an 80s thing too, to have your cymbals like super high, you know, get out of the way of your like rack of toms, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, I don't know if you know like drum kits like that. Um, but my dad has a, a 1972 Slingerland drum set. Oh man, that's that's nice. <laughs> Slingerland, um, man, they're oh, those are great kits. In mint condition. Oh man, those are yeah. That must be super nice. Is it like a is it a big kit or like a bigger kit or is it like a like a four piece or? Uh, it's got uh, let's see here. It's so it's got the the, the floor base, which is pretty big. I mean yeah. all of the. All the shells are pretty decently sized, and I think they're all maple. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, so they have a really nice, like, deep, rich tone. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was actually my grandfather's drum set that wow. yeah. he purchased on tour uh, when he played with the Easy Tones. Easy Tones, yeah. 
Oh, no, that's really cool. uh, It came with a matching concertina, the same exact colorway. Um, It's like a, I don't know, like a black and gray pearl. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so I was like, really, it's still in the same condition it was, I don't know, 20 years ago. Yeah. Man, and, uh, yeah, that's that's awesome. I've never heard any other drum set like it. Oh, no, yeah, no, like those kids from back in the day, man, like, you know, the Slingerlands, the Rogers, Ludwigs, you know, um, they're, they're, those were back in the golden day of drum, golden days of drums, you know. <laughs> like those, those, you know, if you get your hands in like Camco, I don't know if you ever heard of Camco. I have not. But Camco is like, if you listen to any record in like the late 60s, um, early 70s, um, you know, a lot of those drum sets are Camcos and really? they were, they were made in Oakland, Illinois, I think, and then switched to Los Angeles. But yeah, they, you know, those were big part of like the late sixties, early seventies kind of drum tone. And they're, they're still considered like the best drums, like to record with. Um, I'll have to check that out, man. Yeah, no. Well, yeah. Like if you go on reverb or something like that, they're on there for like six grand or something like that. Oh yeah. For nice. just like a, just for like a little, like a little four piece, you know, but chump change, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but yeah, that's really cool. Slingerland though. I've always wanted to have one. Those are, those are great kits. Oh man. It, I, I think it's all original symbol stands and everything, man. Wow. Yeah, no, that's he could probably get a lot of money for that if he ever sold it. <laughs> I don't I don't think he'll sell. I think he'll take no. it great with them. Yeah, no, totally. I'd be the same way if I had a kit <laughs> like that. You know, there's no way I would, I would get rid of it, you know. Now but. I always ask um everybody when I when I'm coming down to the, the final minutes of the podcast, um if if you were to give advice to someone younger that's maybe scared or um, not really sure what to do if they want to go into music. Like what, what would your best advice be for, for something like that? Like they're like, they're scared to like start picking up an instrument or like go play yeah, somewhere yeah. or yeah. I think, I think, cause like, I think everyone expects that, you know, uh, when they play, well, I think everyone's like really, cause when we usually start, we're like teenagers and everyone's <laughs> kind of like, everyone's kind of insecure about everything. Yeah. So, you know, I think, you know, when, you know, like when I was like in starting in bands and stuff like that, you know, I was nervous, like, you know, playing with new musicians, like what if I wasn't good enough to play with them? And, uh, you know, or like when we go play a show, it's like, man, what if we suck? You know, and everyone like, it doesn't suck, like the music, nobody knows. you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. And so like, I think, I think it's just like thinking like, you know, it's, you know, you know, everyone's in the same boat. Everyone's like nervous, you know? Like everyone will say they're not nervous, but they are. And that's what's cool about being in a band, you know, and if you get a good band and you're, you know, you're nervous about going on and playing the show, you know, so is everyone else. And then you just got to play that first note and you're good. You that's, that's the thing that I say um, to, to some people that they ask me, hey, like, what was your first show like? And, <laughs> you know, my bassist had said something to me prior to uh, we played at an art show. Oh, cool! And you yeah. can buy like a uh, piece of art. So this is like my first ever performance. And right before we go on, he uh, told me he was like, "You know what, man? Because I had like the jitters. You know yeah. what I'm talking about." Oh yeah. And he said, uh, "Try not to worry about it, because when you hit that first note, it's like we're back home in the garage." Yeah. No. Totally. 
Yeah, and like you know, because I I think back to my first gig. I, I'm trying to remember. Like it's either one or the other. I can't remember what came first, but it was actually a big gig. It, we were I was playing with my friend Paul uh, at Popcorn Festival, which is like it's it's like a it's a festival in Valparaiso, yep. Indiana, and like <laughs> everyone's just you know it's it's because it's where Oroville uh, 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 Redenbacher came from and made all that popcorn. So. It's like this huge music festival, an excuse for a lot of people to get drunk and everything. And Stop but, Drop of Wine always plays. Yeah, Stop Drop. Yep, yep. They're always out there. And but yeah, <laughs> we we played there, and it was like so nerve wracking. I remember just like sitting in the alleyway and just like, oh man, this yeah. is this is gonna be rough, you know. And and because like there were just so many people, it was like literally the stage was like in the center of downtown. Oh, and boy. yeah, and then but as soon as it started playing, like it was it was fine. Like I think yeah, I was, fun. yeah, and I we might have been playing pretty fast, you know, then yeah, of the, the nerves, you know, but you know that's that's what it is is just getting out there and doing it. Like, yeah, I might be scared or nervous, but just do it because it would really suck to just be like, you know, I'm too nervous, I'm not gonna go do this, and then you go home, and then <laughs> you just feel like crap. Then you know, you're like crap, I didn't go do it, you know. <laughs> so yeah, and, I think and it's just I, like I feel pushing, like it's pushing yourself. Drummer. The drummer has to be in time mm. for all of us to fall. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. I know. It's like gotta gotta hold everybody together, you know. And, and for the most part, I mean, drummers usually are, are right on the money. Yeah, you know, and you know, because they, um, yeah, as long as you know the drummer, you know, holds everybody together, you know, and if if some if you start to speed up, at least everybody speeds up together a little bit, you know, as long as it's not like you're going up like 40 clicks or something, like that, <laughs> you know, but you know, like it happens live, you know, you, you speed up or you slow down a little bit, but I noticed as, that. Yeah. Uh, especially, I don't know if you ever played with inner ears before, but those make a huge difference. Oh yeah. No, I, I haven't. Well, no, there was one gig I played with, with that, with a, to a click and it was okay. You know, it's hard. Yeah, it is. It's different, you know, especially because, you know, I feel like you get you can get used to it. Like if you're gigging like every night with it, I guess. But um, like the early, we've never done that. Um, so we would have to really practice that. But um, but yeah, it's different because it's like you really got to like nail it or else yeah. it's going to get super jumbled in your head. Like the click is off and then <laughs> everybody's like we're off and it's like a it's like a, you know like a volcano erupting you know <laughs> yeah and I, I, but, i've been trying to get uh do you guys use the click on the studio actually so um we were going to use it for our record shadows but the produ- guy who was producing it he was like i don't want you guys to go to a click so we just went live basically no um, way yeah we just except for vocals so the, all the music was at once um without a click you know we were just in a room um Ooh. playing together you know obviously we had our headphones on we could hear what everybody else is doing but yeah no click you know and then uh just recorded vocals you know separate but yeah i know i was surprised i was i was getting ready you know to do it to a click and he was like yeah i don't want you guys to go to a click you know i want it to feel more um i guess like you were saying with your with your group more raw you know yeah yeah exactly yeah. and we don't use one either um but i've been uh, trying to start my own producing, um, you know, company or whatever. Uh-huh. And I noticed that when you make songs, 
um, it's a lot better to do with the click once you learn how to use the click. Oh yeah, no, totally. You know, and it's, it's easier too, if you're like building tracks on top of each other, I feel like, Oh yeah. You know? And like, cause you know, if you are all playing as a group, you know, it, it, it's like, you know, you know, all at once live. If you're trying to catch, catch that live feel, you know, um, you know, that click might be, you know, it's it's there but it's like within the mass of all this sound but yeah if you're building up tracks you know that's what keeps it in order you know and because some people aren't strong with time as others you know now i'm listening to the album in the background and i can tell you i can't tell uh i think your music is great oh thank uh, you i think that everybody that is listening should go check them out the e-r-l why <laughs> should be on all social media platforms make sure to check them out and uh i really appreciate you coming on my show man dude thank you so yeah much. yeah thanks for having me you know this is really fun uh love the you know i listen to so many podcasts you know and um definitely am adding yours to my oh, to my queue of you know of uh of really arranged you know very diverse <laughs> group of podcasts i listen to but yeah you know yeah. i just uh i just feel like the big dogs now when you listen to a podcast right yeah yeah all i've ever heard in podcasts uh for me i like the music podcast stuff about music okay yeah and it's always about the big dogs i got famous this i got famous this mm. what about the underdogs what about the people around us oh yeah no totally yeah, and that's what I got to thinking. Like, what, where is our voice? Oh, what was that last part? I think it cut out there for a second. No, I was like, where, where is our voice? You know? Yeah, no, totally. Like, I, you know, I, yeah, it's you know, cool. Like, you know, it's like hearing. The, that's how I am when I listen to podcasts. It's like, you know, like I like the ones where, like, you know, like I listen to a lot of like film podcasts and where they interview like crew members like that were on movies, like in the behind the scenes, you know, that you never really like when you watch a movie, you know, it's um, you just see the actors and everything, but you know, the crew that's behind the camera, like hearing those stories, it's like even cooler. So yeah, yeah, man, like hearing, hearing the stories of like, you know, musicians that are just like, you know, not mega famous. That's even cooler because they're they're doing what we're doing, you know. So and, and like my goal with this is, you know, hopefully to bring the the music scene closer together, um, and instead of trying to tear each other apart, you know, bring us all together, you know, and, and support each other. Oh yeah, totally. And yeah. Every, everybody has a different story, and I want to know. I just that's exactly why I wanted to start a podcast. Yeah, you know, and just get it all closer together. You know, a strong music scene is, you know, is is what is what every area needs. You know. Yeah, and so I I hope you continue to listen to the podcast. Oh yeah, man! No, I can't wait to hear everybody else's. I actually listened to Collins today. How so. was it? Oh yeah, that was great. I, it was great hearing hearing Colin and you guys and you talking. So yeah, that was cool. And I'm sure uh, I, I haven't met the other guys yet. Um, but I should be doing, I think Trevor tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what, I think that was what was next was Trevor. And then I think Ivan. So, yeah. 
And it'll be cool to hear what they have to say. <laughs> yeah, Ivan, I, Ivan, I think is going to be next Thursday if you guys are listening to this podcast. All right, so that's going to do it for episode number seven. Our drummer here, uh, Fran from the early band. Uh, I hope you guys all enjoyed this episode. And uh, make sure to subscribe and like this podcast. Uh, it's available on all social media. Um, and, again, I really want to thank you for coming on the show, man. 